0: Welcome to 3 Point Perspective, a podcast from three college friends that talk about a random topic each week. I am Gabby. I'm Allie. And I'm Becky. And this week, our topic is space. Very, very general. For the most part, we, well, not for the most part, for the actual part, we mean space as an outer space, not spaces and give us six feet. Of oh, some wow. thing. I could have went in so
1: a super artistic point of this and like the physical space around you and I didn't even think about it.
0: You know what that's because last last week I think when we decided to do this topic and I was like space and then I immediately went aliens and that just stuck with all of us and we were all like yeah outer space that makes sense. Well (laughs) and
2: I think what we could do if we wanted to make it like all abstract like that we could always just do space as a topic again but before and after we put like asterisk
1: wave asterisk
0: <laughs> and then space. Asterisk, wave asterisk. Okay, so we be hip and
1: trendy, or the little like s- sparkle little emojis.
0: Yeah. yeah. Whenever I see somebody do that, it this is how I imagine them doing. It. It's like, I just need space. Like yes. I just, it's just like a, like a almost like a jazz hand kind of thing, but without the wiggling. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just a um, staccato well, jazz. You... There you go.
2: Okay, because otherwise, if you um. As I've learned in Bring It On, um just doing fingers. Your fingers.
0: Yeah. Jazz hands. <laughs> yeah. Fingers. Jazz hands. I love that movie. Anyway, okay, so our topic this week is outer space. And I think we decided that Becky is going first. Becky, are you ready? Okay, so I am talking about
2: the tardigrade. I think that's how it's pronounced. That's at least how my professor pronounced it when I took evolution and diversity. And I learned so much about diversity when I needed the evolution part. And we spent like three weeks on it out of a whole semester. I'm very irritating. But so the tardigrade is an animal. Um, It's also called a water bear. It's also called... A moss piglet, which I think <laughs> a is a cuter moss name. moss piglet? Yes. That's
0: totally up your alley. That's adorable.
2: Yes. Well, they are found on some mosses and lichen. Um, Allie and Gabby both know how much I love moss. <laughs> I think it's so interesting. Yes.
0: We, they came to visit me in the Black Hills of South Dakota, and if you don't know, it is rather moist here most of the time, um, and so we have a lot of moss and lichen, and I took them up in the canyon, and we had to stop every, like, five feet, because Becky just kept getting excited. She'd, like, go up to, like, a rock wall and just, like, start petting the wall and just, like, stare at it really intensely, and I was like, is she broken? And I was like, this is normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have picture evidence of this happening. But- yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, well, these, uh, water bears, um, are found on moss and lichen, as well as in hot springs, at the top of the Himalayas, in the deep sea, and, like, literally almost anywhere, it seems, um, because they have superpowers, like... It is not just me saying that. It is many many articles that say the these animals have superpowers. <laughs> so um if you go onto the drive um there are some pictures of the uh tardi- tardigrade
0: great yeah tardigrade think, I hate it. Look. Weirdly, I feel like I don't like know it... why like a pet for a Teletubby. <laughs>
2: In my opinion, so, especially when it's looked at under the electron microscope, which is those first two images, which you'll all see them on, um, our website, or will we post them on our social media? We'll have to figure that out. We'll figure it out. We'll see. Uh, but you can find these on our website, um, and to me, they look like balloon animals that someone, like, blew too much air into,
1: Yeah, but then, like, started to deflate, like, a bouncy castle that's been abused by too many toddlers. Yes!
0: I thought it looks like a blown-up paperback, like, especially that first, like, file two. And then, like, file three looks like a sweet potato with legs.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like a dinosaur sweet potato with legs.
2: Oh, my God. Well, so, they have eight legs, um, and on the end of each leg is, like, bear-like claws, and they also, like, walk like a bear um so that's that's how they were named uh when they were one of the first few times they were observed they um were colloquial name colloquially cool. can one of you say it
0: colloquially. oh fuck I can't say it now anyone <laughs> did I say okay wait colloquially I think, I think I, you got it I don't it. know what I'm saying I don't know what I'm saying I don't even know what that word means Um,
2: like, culturally, I guess, culturally known as water bears. How do you spell it?
0: I don't know. (laughs) Okay, you keep talking. I'll try to figure out how
2: to spell this word. Um, but, so that's how they, like, part of how they were, like, known as water bears, because they kind of, like, walk like a bear does, and they are found often in water. Um... The mouth contains dagger-like teeth. um, And it's less than one and a half millimeters long. Like, they're tiny and can't be seen with the human eye. And even if we could, they are clear. So
1: we wouldn't be able to see them. I hate it even more now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, gross. So the word is colloquial. And it means that it's... Used in, well, according to, like, the internet, used in ordinary or familiar conversation, not formal or literary. So, water bear. It's, it's <laughs> colloquial. God, that's such a weird word. That's my least favorite word now. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. We love
1: the English language. No, just we don't. Mash a of whatever.
0: <laughs> English will never get easier. It continues. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> we can just all rant about... Our likings or dislikings of the English language. Yes. <laughs> okay. Got it. Um, I'm gonna write it down right
2: now. Um. So these guys are like hella old. Um. They date back to the Cambrian period and um before to kind of like give you guys an idea, since I know you're not science people, the tardigrades are uh over. 500 million years old which I can't comprehend That's yeah.
0: so large numbers are so hard to comprehend and I struggle with it
2: mm-hmm. um, so it was discovered like officially discovered in 19 er, not 19, 1773 um, by a German pastor because clergymen were also scientists back in the day um, but it was observed as early as 1702, um, in some dirt from gutters on roofs. Um, yeah. In 1776, <laughs> um, it was named, please forgive my Italian. I, I'm barely through level one on Duolingo, but Il Targrado means slow stepper. Um, and this was named by an Italian clergyman and scientist, Lorazzo Spallanzani.
1: I don't know. Spallanzani.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's a a cool spelling I really like, but that's because they move very, very slow. Um, in comparison to other, like, animals their size, uh, they move really, really slow because a lot of them, like, dart, dart around all of that. Um some of the crazy things about this and how it has superpowers. And so the habitat it seems to thrive in is, um, anything aquatic, fresh water, salt water, no water, not aquatic, <laughs> but it can survive for significant periods of time without water. In 1948, um, A Italian zoologist named Tina was able, she found some tardigrades in dried moss from a museum, samples that were over 120 years old, and she rehydrated them, and they reanimated.
1: That's terrifying. I hate it. Ew,
0: no. I hate that. (laughs) I hate that. I just imagine that there's some, ew, there's some like little tiny little thing just like living. And it's just like, what? I'm dead. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, my okay. La, la, la. I'm alive. Let me eat you with my dagger teeth. <laughs> I hate
2: that. <sighs> uh, so first, I did because when I was like looking at it, you know how like people also ask on Google appears. One of them was, can they like eat a human?
0: <gasps> I was just about to ask you if we they are can way too somehow. big. Um, and but they, they can't. Could eat us
1: really slowly with tiny little chunks.
0: Is that why I have like really weird scratches on me sometimes? <laughs> no. <laughs> you <get> water bears. <laughs> How do I get the, rid of them? Um, can you get rid of them?
2: Yes, they can die permanently. Um, but as you'll see from the extremes that some of the species of tardigrade can live, uh, it 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 sometimes mm-hmm. takes a lot. A nuclear explosion. So in the articles I read, they, there was think, dead silence. <laughs> they think that, like, if any animal world were to survive an apocalypse of whatever kind, it would be these guys. Ugh. Um, Gabby if just I, threw her head back in I disappointment. If I could punch a hole
0: in a wall at any point in time in my life, now would be it. <laughs> these little water bears are terrifying me, and they can't even hurt me. Anyways, so it's believed that they have
2: some sort of a trick to survive drying out um, or, or by either preventing damage to their DNA or being able to repair that damage because typically once an organism is dry for too long, its DNA starts to fall apart and then it's for sure dead. But in 1922 a German scientist H Baumann Bauman, um, found when a dry tardigrade retract it when dry a tardigrade retracts its head and legs um, which you can see in the second picture on the drive. I was, I
0: was wondering, wondering that's just what that how was it normally looked
2: so, Gross. That, so it's a suspended animation that resembles death. Um, and its metabolism metabolism slows to 0.01 percent, um, and when in contact with water, it can reanimate.
1: I hate, it. I hate every, it. Like every sentence you say, more and more, I'm like, I hate this thing.
2: <laughs> oh, just wait till I tell you the extremes that these things can live in. Oh God. And like, no! so they can withstand like drastic temperatures.
0: Ugh. How uh, drastic are we talking? Because we can survive negative 60, we learned in college. Because we stayed indoors, but still. They
2: can survive for several minutes at negative 458 er, degrees Fahrenheit.
1: Yeah, that thing can't continue to <laughs> No.
2: Nope.
1: Which bye is bye.
2: one one Kelvin, which is <gasps> one... Kelvin above absolute zero. I hate it. (laughs) And if anyone's listening that prefers Celsius, that is also equal to negative 272 degrees Celsius.
0: That's so inclusive of you, Becky. Thank you for adding that. You're welcome. I wish I could always remember how to, like, you know, convert. And I'm just like, maybe I'll just use the Celsius. And then I can't remember what it is. We
1: have smartphones and google in our pockets i know
2: yeah so it can tolerate ice forming in its cells and like so they can either prevent that from happening like prevent like that from damaging their dna or repair it somehow they can grow at 122 degrees celsius which is 251.6 degrees fahrenheit
1: no no <laughs>
0: So even if the sun exploded, these things could find a way to live. <laughs> I mean, I would eventually. Even if eventually they would die. But even if the sun exploded, these things would somehow maybe find a way to live.
2: It depends on how cold the planet gets.
0: Okay, so here's my question: Are they only well?
1: Are they only found on Earth? We like they know, know that they can live in space. We haven't found. Maybe Uranus is just like <laughs> happy by target
2: range. Yeah. We haven't been able to travel far like because it, it takes too long to get places in space. Um uh, not worth the drive. Uh <laughs> tickets uh,
1: midwestern, we could make that
2: drive. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um to get there in space, so like they—that's why, like we—we we don't know really know if there's like life on like Saturn. Also, we can't stand those conditions very well. Okay,
0: that'll that'll lead into
2: my thing. Yeah. Um, so they can survive. Uh, uh, these water bears can survive the heat up to. Four hundred and twenty kelvins, which is equal to hundred and fifty degrees Celsius, which is also equal to three hundred degrees
0: Fahrenheit. Oh
2: my oh. God! For they several could minutes.
0: In my oven.
2: Yes.
1: Anyways. <laughs> um. You could say so we're that's... getting real spacey this episode.
0: Oh! <laughs> Allie made a back to ah, me. I got it. <laughs> Took a second. <laughs> such a light year I... <laughs> there are so many space puns we probably could have made at this point and we, we
1: have not. many more minutes to make them we <laughs> do. do All
0: right, okay, continue Becky
2: Um. so radiation um, this is the biggest factor that affects them when surviving in space and I will oh by the way they can survive in space I don't remember if I said that at the beginning uh, I mentioned it Yes, you did, and I will talk more about their experience in space in 2007 at the end. So, in 1964, they they tested both already animated and deanimated states, um, and they could survive excessive alpha, gamma, ultraviolet, and x-rays, and I was going to look up a comparison for you of alpha rays and gamma rays, but I forgot. That's okay. But in a second, I will tell you how many gamma rays it takes to kill a person, so.
1: Seven. (laughs) I'm going to say way more than seven. If I remember correctly, gamma rays are, like,
0: higher than microwave waves. I'm smart. I took science. Um,
2: so tardigrades can survive, um a thousand times more radiation than other animals and when given average lethal doses they survived 5000 gamma rays oh,
0: how many would it take to kill a human 5 to 10 i was so right you Seven. were right on hello oh, i'm a smart person. <laughs> i teach children
2: <laughs> um and they're highly like Highly resistant to UV radiation. And then as for, like, dehydration, a little bit more on that. They, Their water content can go down to 1% of what is normal. And they can go without food or water for 30-plus years. Oh. But with, uh, don't they... Uh, don't it they would die be, when they don't
0: have water?
2: No, because they go into their deanimated state. For
0: 30 have- years? Yes. Okay, so like they could, their lifespan if they're living is two, like about two years, you say? Yes, yeah,
2: two years of being
0: animated. But then if they put themselves in. A- <laughs> so you mean that when I was born, one of these things could have been born, right? Yeah. And then, like, I lived for a year, it lived animated for a year, and then I was like, you know what? No, sleep, bitch! And it put itself to sleep, and it still has! like six and a half years. I've got math is wrong, but six, that Seven ish years until I'm thirty
2: one. I'm almost twenty
0: three. Kind of eight ish years until I'm 31. I'm almost 23. Kind of eight ish years until I am 31. And then it's like, you know what? I got another year left to live in bitch. No. Mm-mm.
2: I mean, it doesn't have that, uh, that thought process, but right. maybe
0: it does. Do we, we know? know? I
2: don't think we do. Maybe it's they... like,
0: I want to see this bitch give, like live through her midlife crisis. I mean, I I don't know the
2: research on the nervous systems of them, but I I, I with most of their body being digestive and reproductive systems, I can't imagine there's a lot of room left for a nervous system with a
1: brain. Wait, they don't oh, have brains? Is that what you just
0: I said? I did not say that.
1: I did she not said, do the research. There's
0: very little room for brains, just like okay. in my head. That's not true. You <laughs> knew that
2: there was seven gamma rays that could kill a person. That was a lucky guess. Well, did you know the number 7 is the most like It's the go-to number.
0: If you ask me to guess a number, I'm going to say 3. And that's cuz it's my favorite number. I, I'll probably I really say suppress nine.
1: the urge to say, "Hey, Gabby, guess the number."
0: <laughs> Just <Three>. then, <laughs> if you're like guess a number between one and ten, I'll probably say five. No, I'll. No, say you'll three. probably say seven. I'll say three. Statistically, you would say seven. Statistically, I don't match statistics. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're All moving right. on from yes. this. Yes. So now, on to space. <laughs>
2: only
1: 2 minutes into recording and now I'm we're on to so sleep.
2: sorry i just i got you can cut out as much as you want that like gets to the point but i it's all it's incredibly interesting i told you i was going to go i was told you it was going to be long um okay so in 2007 they were sent up to space through the European Space Agency i think is what it's called uh don't quote me on that um, when they were sent up, some were already in that deanimated state, and some were, like, slowly moving um, and doing their thing. Um, so they were—so they were—some ex- of them were exposed to the vacuum space alone. That was, um, like, not the control, but, like, the control and in—what um, is the word? Anyways, it wasn't the uh, so they had the control. They had um, and they used. They sent two two species. The variable. Well, no, there's three vari like there's a bunch of variables. I know, Not but I
0: didn't know oh. if that was the word that you were looking no. for.
2: No, no. The the variable is the radiation levels. Um, they sent two species up into space, um, and they the. Ones that were exposed to vacuum space alone, like, survived well. Um, But when that vacuum space is combined with solar radiation, this significantly reduced their survival. So, species A, when the, the samples that were exposed to a full range of UV radiation and vacuum space, which is the most extreme conditions, only three of them survived. And like they did not survive terribly long um the way they did this study is they went up to space for 10 days brought them back all of them were deanimated and or dead um and so they added water to have them reanimate and then they kept track of how long they stayed reanimated before they either like I don't know continued living or they perished um (laughs) And so they kept track for 25 days after um, they returned to Earth. So that species A, three of them survived, um, and the last one died between like the sixth and the eighth day. And then species A that had partial UV radiation and vacuum space, um, 68% of them reanimated within the first 30 minutes. Of being um, on Earth again. But nearly all of them died over the next 28 days... Or 25 days, excuse me. With just under one half of them dying... Within the first day of being reanimated. So some of them barely... Didn't really last the the first 24 hours. Which is unfortunate. Um, Species B... Uh, with full with the, those most extreme extreme conditions of UV radiation and vacuum space, had no survivors. Um, whereas with partial UV radiation and v- vacuum space, um, had one surviving sample, but it died after day four of rehydration. Also unfortunate. Um, and if you'd like, there is a I put a graph on the drive, so you can kind of see how that survival uh once they returned to earth and were reanimated how that went for them but that is my thing uh i think i found my new favorite animal and i apologize for how long that took
1: those things are terrifying like i hate the idea of any like microbe or bacteria that we can't see that like i know they live all up in my face and in my hair and like but I hate Ollie, that, that so much and I try not to not. think about it
2: If it helps If you ate one of these it would die In your stomach acid
1: Terrifying well, actually, I don't want to think I about it Entering it. my body
0: <laughs> I don't even care if it enters my body At least I know I can kill it
1: <laughs> Well <laughs> I never want to think about them again But I'm I'm very glad That I learned about that
0: <laughs> You know how you like feel sometimes Like you've got bugs on you
1: yes. mm-hmm. Now I'm going to think it's those things just an eight legged water bear, just like ba-joo, ba-joo. slowly
0: moving, slower than a snail.
1: Yes, well, in that okay, it's wonderful,
0: turn.
1: yes, and that wonderful is not segue of a segue. Um, when we <laughs> said space, all I could think of was space, the final frontier. So I'm <laughs> talking about Star Trek, <laughs> Solid.
0: as you should, Allie.
1: Yes, so. When I originally thought of this, I thought I was just gonna do like an overview of like my favorite series and like what characters and stuff. But this week, I have been re-watching some of like my favorite episodes and rereading some of the history and stuff. And I am using this podcast as my soapbox to argue my point that Star Trek is amazing and everybody needs to watch it.
0: I tried to get into it. You know that. I just really couldn't.
2: I would like to also say I have only seen like, various chunks of the ones that have i don't know the hot chris from princess diaries 2 uh
1: i can picture him i can't come up with the last remember,
2: it. yeah i don't remember i know he's a chris. A, a chris chris pine. pine chris pine Yes. damn it i see i've only seen portions of his star trek movies yeah, and so, then portions of the episodes that I've oh, I've seen you watch, Allie, while I've been watching Netflix, other Netflix.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, space is fascinating, but I try not to think about it too much. So, um, the more things that I watch that involve space, the more stressed out I get about my s- tiny existence and how it does not matter. I am on a rock floating in, nowhere. Anyway, before we get into my
2: segment, Allie, go. <laughs> And that's why both of us are in therapy. <laughs> Ew,
0: I'm in therapy for so many reasons other than that. I mean, yeah. But
2: that's Anyway. Definitely...
1: Okay, yes. Allie, onward. Um, sci-fi, in general, catches way too much flack. Like, I know, as you guys were saying, like, it's not for everybody. Yes, I understand that. It's nerdy. And, like, Star Trek, especially the original series, it's a hard show to just, like, dive in as a modern audience because the acting is weird and the pacing is weird but it is a cultural staple and there's like no way that you are going to doubt or argue that fact I would like to say
2: I do watch other sci-fi things I just have not unfortunately have not watched Star Trek
0: I'm ready to upset the people and say that my favorite Star Wars character is Jar Jar Binks. And you can judge me all you want. Star sure. Wars and Star Trek are not the same thing, Gabby. I know they're not, but if we're sticking to the stars, mm-hmm. okay? Everybody's going to say, Star Wars is better than Star Trek, and French. Well, I can't get into either. But I love, like, I've learned, through my favorite character being Jar Jar Binks and not giving a shit about Star Wars, that having Jar Jar Binks be your favorite character is, like, you are you have a third eye and a horn on your ass. Like, <laughs> people are like, what is wrong with you? Jar Jar Binks is terrible. I'm like, he's funny and he has a really long tongue. Like
2: I would okay. like to say I enjoy watching him jump in the Lego Star Wars video games. Yeah.
1: I don't understand why everybody likes to uh, compare Star Trek and Star Wars to each other because they are so different no, like star, star- wars, wars is a, a very complex political drama is what it is and you need to know a lot about the characters and they don't give you any of the context you have to guess so much the entirety of star wars especially
2: if you watch star wars in the order that they like Release were it. premiered or yeah released
1: star trek you also don't get a lot of context but like the interactions between the people Aren't really like the main plot. It's more about like what's going on in the world. So Yeah. In space. In
2: space. <laughs> Not the so. world. Because they're on several. I assume. The, Haven't th- never watched them.
1: Yeah. A little bit of history. Um the original series of Star Trek Um, debuted in 1965 and it only aired for three seasons and then it got canceled because it got put into like the worst airing spot that it could ever be put in and then it just spiraled into death um but that is the series that has like the really classic cast like William Shatner and uh, Leonard Nimoy and those names that you might not actually recognize but I recognize I do because they're on the big bang theory (laughs) Yeah. Yep. That, that would probably be the most easily recognizable place that normal people would see it from. Um, so when the show was originally pitched, it was try it, like the way it was pitched was to the network was it was a Western based in outer space that every episode needed to include a suspenseful situation and a tale of more morality. And that's, why I think Star Trek is so culturally relevant and more people need to give it a chance. Because throughout the series, um, in every single episode, in every single um, TV series, movies, everything...
2: Also, question. With... Not for you, Gabby. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Um, No, but about Star Trek. So... When you say it, like, lasted three seasons, in the 60s, how long was a typical season? Because I know now it's, like, dependent, um, if it's, like, Netflix, then it's, like, ten episodes per season.
1: I really couldn't tell you. Let me actually, let's just open Netflix and see what happens. Also,
0: once you explained to me that it was a Western show in space, it makes so much oh my, more sense.
2: Oh my gosh, yes. And right. It so, so much so, more sense. It, with, like, the morality thing, does it have, like, you know, in, like, Disney Channel shows, there was always, whenever they, like, were solving the problem that other children could relate to, and, like, having that, like, spot about, like, ten minutes before the end, when they, like, figure out what the 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 the, the, the fairy tale thing, do they have that? Or am I just rambling?
1: No, I know what you're talking about, but um, the... Problems are never presented in a way of, like, and this was the moral of the story for today. And that was intentionally built into the show. I Uh, love that. Exactly. But to talk about how many episodes are in each season, Netflix says there are 30 episodes in season one, 26 in season two, and 24 in season three. Um, But some of them are, like, combined um, finales and beginnings. So we'll say 25. Okay. Okay. But... So, speaking of these like morality lessons, the this was a big reason for the writers for wanting to do it was um, because obviously during the 60s there was like a lot of cultural revolutions that were happening and all sorts of significant like cultural life moves. So they wanted to talk about a lot of these societal issues, and I'm just gonna give a whole list that was taken directly off of Wikipedia of things that they discussed, which was like. Things like war and peace, the value of personal loyalty, authoritarianism, imperialism, class warfare, the role of technology, economics, racism, religion, human rights, sexism, feminism, all sorts of stuff like that. Did see, you
0: breathe during no. that list?
1: No, I did not. <laughs> because it's very important. Um, and a lot of people I feel like just see it as like, oh, this space show where they're just running around and like jumping on rocks and stuff. And that is not the case. But
0: that's what it's parkour.
1: it also just like shocked the world in the 60s that the cast was multicultural and multiracial as like the main characters of the cast um they had a japanese and a russian like main bridge crewman which obviously did not go along with the um whatever (laughs) nationalism of the time was Um, the actor
2: russian or was it a russian character
1: Oh, that's a good question. I actually don't know what his real background is, but um, when we... I still
2: think it's awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Google it right now because I need to know the answer. So yes, Chekhov's character is actually played by um, his name is Walter Koenig. And apparently his parents are were Russian immigrants from the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah, and um, the Japanese character is played by, I pronounce his name wrong every single time, George Takei. Do you know who I'm talking about? Nope. No idea okay. who you're talking nope. about. You probably actually do without knowing who I'm talking about. Okay, well, let me. Because uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's a pretty prevalent like sci-fi public figure. But yeah, so that cast just completely rocked the world. Same with... Um, yeah, Gabby just made, like, a recognition.
0: I, 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 yep, I know who he is now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, the other, like, significant um, person of color in that cast was, um, I also don't know her, the actress's name, but the character's name is Uhura. She's the communications officer. In the second episode, she speaks Swahili, um, is just, like, all all around, like, an amazing, awesome character. And... Um, Although it's not technically the first interracial kiss on television, Star Trek is attributed to having um, the first interracial kiss between the characters of Uhura and Jim Kirk. And it's just all around, Star Trek has so much cultural relevancy that people don't see, and it needs to be more recognized.
2: So there's romance, too? I'll have to
0: watch Um, it. Romance?
1: Action. Romance mm I mean there's not that much actual romance that kiss they, is under it's... interesting circumstances that isn't con- uh, actually consensual they were under like mind power from people but
0: oh gross
1: yeah, but it doesn't act it doesn't but you know.
2: <laughs> I are there characters I can ship?
1: Yes, definitely, but this is 60s television and like any amount of um, any sort of real relationship is very hetero, just, like, to the max. But there are so <laughs> many subplots.
2: <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I can work with it.
1: But Yeah. Basically, the entire premise for the show is cultural anthropology in space, which was, um, minus the space part, basically my minor in college. So, <laughs> yes. um, I like it a lot. It's definitely my comfort show.
0: It um, is.
1: Yeah. I stick well, to, like, four of the main seasons. There are um, nine separate TV... I put up four figures. There are nine <laughs> yeah. separate TV series and four, three different eras of movie franchises, with mostly within this universe. Um, so it's a huge franchise.
2: Do With, like, the different, like, eras or whatever, do they repeat the same characters, or are they, like... Or are they just, like, like where they, like, remake the same sort of, like, same sort of, like, plot, but, like, with a different, like, bad guy? Or are,
1: is it, like, a development? Um... It's mostly, like, a timeline of stories. So the okay. only times that a story is retold is the movie franchise that you were talking about earlier with Chris Pine and mm. uh, Zachary Quinto as Spock. Um, that is technically in, like, an alternate universe, but they're the same characters as the original series cast. Okay. Um, so, yeah. But the rest of it um, basically takes place sequentially. The Other than the original series, the three series that I watch, like, on repeat is um, The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager. Voyager has... An amazing, um, like strong female lead character is the like captain of the starship. is a very complex human. Her name is Catherine Janeway, and she is my idol in like all aspects of life. <laughs> I love that for
0: you. I honestly okay. So how did you even get into Star Trek? Like, when did you first start watching it? Because I remember like meeting you even like freshman year when we met.
1: Like I would like oh, talk yeah, to freshman you, and you'd be like, you I was
0: walking, I was watching Star Trek and doing homework, and I was like the fuck is star trek
1: um i think i started watching it probably like junior year of high school ish um one of my really good friends um was way nerdier than i was we were really into um, doctor who at the time oh right kind of went into star trek at the same time just lost them Mm -hmm. um that's the end of my soapbox. Basically, give Star Trek a chance. I know it's very nerdy. Um, however, it has a lot of cultural relevance. Awesome. I'm not even talking about like the societal issues that it discusses. It also yeah. inspired a whole lot of technology that we have today. And um, like what? Oh, I didn't do any research on this, but off That's the top of not. my head, um, the they have like little communicator thingies that basically are flip phones um, in the '60s. Uh, there's, like, a whole, uh, a lot of stuff about, like, transporter beams, which sparked a lot of, um, research and, like, trying to develop, like, actual transportation methods in real life. Um, it there is... I can transport them like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like you can transport people in The Sims, but, like, in space.
0: <laughs> I wish we had teleportation. Don't
1: they have that Sim. in the show? Yes, that's what I was yeah. just talking about. Basically. I know.
0: I wish that teleportation existed not only because I had such a far drive to get from home to school when I was in college, but also just for the convenience of being able to see my friends. Like, do I really want to drive across town? No. Would it be cool to snap my fingers or push a button and get over there in two seconds?
1: Yes. hmm And you can thank Star Trek for making that such, like, a thing that people want. <laughs> okay. So, that's the end of my soapbox. Um, Gen Z... You're really going to like Star Trek. Try it. Start with Next Generation.
0: (laughs) So, my segment is on mother effing aliens, okay? And here's why. Because I find it so hard to believe that as big as our universe is, that we are the only living things that exist in it. Mm -hmm. You cannot tell me that on eight or nine if you count Pluto because poor little thing, you know? But in our eight for sure planet
2: that i learned about how to remember all the planets
0: in order <laughs> dang it becky so i can eat a chicken nugget <clears throat> also you could teach it to your second graders uh, okay i'm not teaching science right now but okay that's okay i learned it in fourth or fifth grade i think fourth grade
2: I bought a Mercury to visit friends on Venus, but how on earth will I ever get to Mars? Jump in Jupiter, Saturn's party is Saturday, the Uranus and Neptune will ride in
0: Pluto's car. Hey. I love Okay, that. that's that's really cute, actually. <laughs> Versus like trying to do like the what are those called?
1: Anagrams or not. Thank you. Anagrams. Yeah, anagrams. anagrams.
0: I think so. I don't know. Yeah. I teach children. <laughs> um anyway, I find it super hard to believe that. In our eight planets that, like, we are the only living things. And, for the record, last week, we landed... Hold on, let me look it up really fast so I don't get the...
1: Perseverance. His name is Percy. He has all sorts of fun anagrams and um, acronyms in his name. Acronyms. That's what the fuck it's called. So, Mars... Hold on. We
0: just landed, excuse me, the Perseverance rover on Mars... On February 18th of 2021. And um, you can't tell me that we don't, that other things don't exist in our galaxy. Like there are two, this is according to NASA, two trillion, that is with a T, different galaxies in our observable universe. That's crazy. They're not super crisp and clear, but there are two trillion observable galaxies. And so here's why I really think that aliens exist.
2: Who gave space the authority to have that large of a number? I don't, know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. And that's only the things that we can see with the telescopes that we have now. Can you imagine telling somebody from the 1920s, 100 years ago, that this is something that we knew about space? <laughs> like we well, hadn't even tried to go to the moon yet at that point or even tried to get into space in the 1920s. And we now can like we've landed on another planet and can roam about it and get pictures constantly and like see things super clear. Like we know what Saturn's rings sound like. Saturn has <laughs> rings, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. I again space fascinates me, but I try to stay away from it as much as possible. It's fight really. <laughs> but you can't tell me that we're alone. So my boyfriend got me into um, Rick and Morty, which if you don't know, it's about this grandpa who's like super smart, who takes his grandson to a bunch of different universes and stuff. It shows so many different types of aliens. And then it's like, so then that makes me question, like, what do aliens look like? So if you were to just type in the word aliens onto Google and click on the images tab, at least in America, we have a very typical like stereotypical way that we see aliens, which is like really big head with like big black eyes and like usually some kind of green color and it's terrifying frankly we are being a little bit like uninclusive of different types of aliens that there could be and i just wonder like how are there not things out there that are like also trying to observe us and like they can't hear us like screaming for help because our earth is dying you know what i mean (laughs) like I seriously, it seriously gets me so worked up. But then this makes me think of, like, if there are aliens, have they already come down here? I'm sure that if there's aliens, you know, the Earth is however many billion years old, then what about other planets? What about planets that are, like, trillions of years old? What You know what I mean? Like, there's no way. And, like, if they have the technology to do this kind of shit that we're doing, but, like, way more of this, who's to say that aliens haven't already come to Earth? And who's to say they don't live among us like they do in Men in Black? Because <laughs> that would be terrifying. Like, if they could just, like, put on a human meat suit and be, like, walking next to you down the street, uh-uh. It would
1: be terrifying.
0: I don't like that. You know what?
2: Ed Gein also put on a human meat suit.
0: Who? <laughs> yep. i sorry. Ed Gein. <laughs> oh, my God, Becky. Serial killer. so. Yep. I and had is- to... You know, like, okay, so, like, if you think about it, every most people, at least if you're, like, in your 20s or older have seen E.T., you know, like, what if that's what aliens look like? Or what if it's the, like, stereotypical big round kind of, like, raindrop upside down shaped head with, like, big black eyes? Are they different colors? Do aliens have races? Do they have discrimination like we do? You know what I mean? Like, I hate thinking that we are just these like tiny little meat lockers that w- are somehow held on to this sphere floating in the middle of space and we are that's it. Mm-hmm. Are um, at least with like the
2: race thing, um in my biological anthropology class right now, we like a couple of weeks ago, we were like talking about race in anthropology. <laughs> And like humans, as a as a whole, our DNA is not at all like it's like .01 percent different from one another. Like we are very much the same. And races, like it did not used to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it became a problem because people suck. And because
0: maybe- colonization.
2: And I think also it has to do with, um, uh, like, in my anthropology class, my professor has said that humans are the only species that commit genocide. Um, Like, other species murder, but they don't try and wipe out an entire population. And so I think, like, race and, like, that sort of thing definitely has to do with like our narcissism um and our hubris yeah but i don't know aliens might have that it depends and like ours is just melanin
0: i meant i guess i meant less of like different races versus like different species like do different species live on different planets or in some universe or some galaxies if there's multiple planets are there like the same type of alien on each planet or like are they different species and like each planet is completely its own like thing you know what i mean i think if you ever have the chance to like watch rick and morty i think it shows a great example of what life would be like if we did have aliens and like how many different varieties there are and how some are dangerous and some are peaceful some are very cannibalistic some are very much not and have you ever watched
2: future not futurama no, I think you'd like Futurama.
0: I'm really it's getting into the adults cartoons. It's
2: very funny, and I love Leela.
1: I've seen like two episodes of it.
2: Watch more. I'll rewatch yes, it with it you. I,
1: I will give it another try. I have i I don't like the vibe of a lot of those like adult animations. They're yeah. just they're a lot.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, Gabby, I think you would like drama,
0: because it's I'll look into very much it like that
2: okay so and if you like back, it I'll
0: watch it with you okay so going back to my topic so I my weird thing with aliens it has not just sprouted recently I thought this in high school and actually my cousins that live over in Wyoming have sworn that they have seen um UFOs at least once And, like, reported it and everything. Like, they have a hot tub in their backyard, and it was, like, this year. Like, it, like, almost, it made national news,
1: Mm.
0: I think. Or maybe it was just, like, state news in Wyoming, but they, like, were in their hot tub in the backyard and, like, saw something floating in the air, and it did some weird thing, and then it was gone all of a sudden. And they were just, like...
1: I remember hearing that happening in Colorado. I have a couple cousins there, and they were saying there were crazy lights in the sky for, like, a month consistently.
0: Yeah, and that's freaking weird. Like also, my great grandpa says he didn't work at Area Force or Area 51, but they're not allowed to disclose that. But when you ask him about it, he just goes that's close. Like, well, he's dead now. RIP. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Like he was like, you know, and I want to know what the hell they're hiding at Area 51 because if it is aliens. And also, did the CIA like release shit in 2020 about <laughs> Like proof of aliens or something? I never looked into it because I could not handle that. 2020 was a rough year. But anyway, so this is not just something that I've I've been freaking out about recently, especially not this week because this has happened before. So in our college career, you're required to take two religion classes. And in so religion 200, I took sophomore year. My class that we had, we had small group discussions like every single day, every single class period. And it was always about different things in like religion and what we were talking about in our topic of the week or whatever. And for whatever reason, my group consisted of the same people all the time because we always sat in the same seats, you know, on on assigned assigned seats um, that you have in college. But we always sat together and like so our professor was technically supposed to go around group to group and like talk with you to like make sure you're on task. For whatever reason, we went an entire semester of daily group chat, and he never sat with us. And I think this is why, is because no matter what, we somehow related whatever we were talking about to aliens.
1: God, I wish my Religion 200 was that fun. I had a pastor as a professor. It was not a fun class.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, it was not a fun class, but that group made it fun. Shout out to those people who know. One of them I'm still friends with. The other ones I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) but shout out to them because that actually made that class like manageable um and I wish I had like a really specific example of how we would switch it to aliens like I think an example might be that like this is also why I question religion okay because I think everything is due to aliens but it's like how did this inscription that's in a now dead language end up language end up on this big chunk of stone that's been buried for hundreds of thousands of years and now we magically found it and it means this and we translated it between five different languages and now we know that it means that gay people shouldn't get married, which isn't even freaking true. And (laughs) we would just go, it'd be like the question would be like, how did this inscription get on this stone? Oh the people who wrote the like Jesus and his followers wrote it on this stone and it got buried when the big whatever and blah 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 and we'd go no aliens aliens it. <laughs> aliens are the reason and so it was stuff like that like we'd always end up relating it to aliens like we'd start off talking and like having it relate to it and like trying to like analyze it and then somehow we would always just be like you know what no you want to know what explains this aliens I
1: feel like that's the only way to get through that class honestly yeah but at least you had a fun time anyway i just
0: i spiral a little bit when i think that you know, we are the only things that exist in the universe, or universes, because mm-hmm. we're not the only universe. Can you imagine if our universe was like a ship in a bottle to, like, some gigantic being thing? And they're just like, oh, look at my little universe in a bottle on my shelf. We it's live so in cute. whoville. <laughs> I literally have that written down. I have. You cannot tell me that we're alone. I am more terrified to think that as big as our universe is, that we're just tiny little who's floating around on a speck and there's nothing bigger listening to us screaming for help.
1: I mean, I don't know if I necessarily prescribe to the ship-in-a-bottle analogy, but there definitely has to be life of some form. And... Oh, no.
0: That was just, like, my brain going into another direction of thinking, like, oh, you know what would be hilarious is if somebody's controlling all of us. Don't bring I've... God into this. <sighs>
1: I've heard that okay, too. That's of not like, what I'm
0: talking about,
1: were some middle school aliens failed science experiment. That's why 2020 was so terrible and oh stuff like that. God. And I'm like, I don't like those analogies.
0: I don't like thinking that some other being is controlling my world. The Sims. No. <laughs> you want to know why I'm not a, why I know how I know I'm not a sim? I can do a cartwheel. That's how I know.
2: <laughs> I mean. I suppose.
0: Becky, if you can prove to me that you can get a sim to do a car wheel, I will then... I, I bet know. I can find a mod that'd make yeah, it. Yeah, mods. Okay, I want you to be able to do it.
2: Okay. Let, hold on, let me grab my other computer, because it takes forever to get started.
0: Right, uh, don't actually do it right now. But if you can, I will, I don't know, marry a cucumber. Whatever. Life is meaningless if you can make a stem to a cartwheel.
1: I don't know. Guys, Life is relate. meaningless if you can make a stem
0: <laughs> to a cartwheel. I was <laughs> smiling. I had a rough week, okay? I but also I, had I a rough week. I guess I didn't really have a rough week, but I had like a really rough day today, and I'm stressed. And so, of course, talking about how we could be the only things in existence, or possibly not, or just a tiny speck floating around the sun, which technically isn't even floating. It is moving. And we're just spiraling around it. That's the other thing. If you want to see something fascinating. Okay. I know. Okay. You guys had notes. I have my random thoughts about space. Okay. That's fine. If you look up. I saw a TikTok of this the other day. Look up how we move in space. It's the sun going at a straight line. And everything else spiraling around it. Moving with it. Which yeah. I, I don't know. But, like, okay, because when I was in school, I was not taught that. You want to know what I was taught? The sun is here and stays here, floating in the midst of space, and we rotate around it. Not that it's moving.
1: I guess I was never really taught that the sun was moving either, but, I mean, like, it's not a crazy step to jump to, you know? Like, because we're taught, everything that we're taught is relevant to our sun, not the rest of the universe that we inhabit. So it makes sense that we're taught that we rotate around the sun, not that the sun moves and we rotate around it.
0: Right. Type in how the solar system moves.
1: Also, I just to take a step back, I love that um, this week's topic took um, your stressful week into an even more stressful spiral and my stressful week into watching my comfort shows.
0: <laughs> we all cope differently, Allie. I just... Like go into chaos.
1: And Becky coped by doing research about her favorite animal.
0: Yes.
2: Also, Gabby, I just texted. You
0: grew up, okay? We're supposed to do it.
2: (laughs) I mean, I still can.
1: Uh,
0: And it would be a
2: mod for The Sims Four.
1: Well, uh, next week we're talking about marriage to cucumbers and
2: (laughs) why they should (laughs) be called real marriages.
0: You'll oh have to gosh.
2: let us know how newly is for you, mm-hmm. Gabby. <laughs>
0: Gross, I don't even like cucumbers.
1: Oh, that's so sad, but they're so good for you. You
0: should have said a pickle. That
1: is that is also a cucumber. It's
0: a cucumber, but, but a it's little a bit spicy. Cucumber. It's a wrinkly
1: cucumber. Anyway, can we just.
0: Uh, the vacuum that is space. How? I'm going to look up. Look up what? Ninety seconds after exposure in space, you'll die from asphyxiation. Uh, what about the pressure? And then you'll freeze solid.
2: Well, are you sure the asphyx asphyx
1: asphyxiation?
0: Yes,
2: that would kill you before the pressure of space. Um, but I guess I it's, don't know. would they have the space have atmosphere? I know the planets do. I don't think space, space
1: has like gravitational pull and atmosphere pressure. I think. Actually, I'm not going to finish that because I, I don't science. I don't know. Yeah, I'm reading. <laughs> Hold on.
0: You could likely ex- survive exposure to vacuum conditions for at least a couple of minutes. So, yeah, you would die from the, the pressure, I think, first. Or lack thereof.
2: What about the temperature? How cold would, is it?
0: it w- if Unless you're close to a star, you would freeze over a matter of like 12 to 24 hours. Mm. Solid. If you're close you to star, though, body. Yeah, you'd just be a dead, frozen body. You could preserve bodies pretty easily in space. Well, just thinking, the next time a serial killer kills somebody, just send them, send them into space and we'll never find we them. We wouldn't be able to get them back, though. Yeah, that's the whole point. If you're a serial killer, you just send a body into space, let it go out there, freeze, and nobody can get it. And, like, if it runs into the space station, what are they gonna do? How the hell did this dead body get out here? I don't know. Aliens? (laughs) There you go. That would be very
2: unfortunate. Mm -hmm. So, pretty easy to figure out who it is.
0: Okay, so this is what the Scientific American website says. Um, So, vacuums are indeed lethal. Under extremely low pressure, air trapped in the lungs expands. Tearing the tender gas exchange tissues. This is especially great if you are holding your breath or inhaling deeply when the pressure drops. Water in the soft tissue of your blood or in your body vaporizes, causing gross swelling um, through the tight seal of your skin, though the tight seal of your the tight seal of your skin would prevent you from actually bursting apart. Your eyes likewise would refrain from exploding. Uh, but continued escape of gas and water vapor leads to rapid cooling
1: of the mouth and airwaves. Ew. I really don't need to imagine what my death in space would look like.
0: Well, I don't know when the or. hell you're going to space, but mine's not any time soon. Never. So,
1: if I have the choice, never.
0: <laughs> so, because water and dissolved gas in your blood forms bubbles in your major veins, it travels throughout your circulatory oh. system and blocks blood flow. So that eventually, so it would kill you incredibly stops. quickly. Then it's a ninety seconds of asphyxiation. That's it only a minute and a half. It than that
1: only a minute and a half of choking. It would,
2: like, it would have to be quicker than that because if you,
1: like, the lack of if you get
0: your brain, bubbles in your blood... But that says that it takes a, about one minute. As that, as all those bubbles in your blood are forming, your circulatory system, like, it'll, your circulation will stop, and then about 15 seconds after that, all of your, the lack of oxygen in your brain renders you unconscious, which eventually will kill you.
1: I was going to say, I'm assuming you'd only feel however much of it until you just had like, sensory overload and then you wouldn't process it anymore. I mean, I guess. Something I feel like, like 90 seconds is too long, though. Anyway, Probably so. It's a good thing that we know this because we have humans in space, but that's. Terrifying. It would take about a how many are in space.
0: Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. It'd take you about a minute and a half to die from the vacuum of space. <gasps> oh, there's a question Are there any dead bodies in space? Definitely. There have to be. Well, uh, no, it doesn't a lot say that necessarily. Humans. It says that there has been 15 astronaut and four cosmonaut fatalities during spaceflight, but it doesn't say that they're like floating in space.
2: Well, there's any explosions in space. Uh, there's seven people in
1: space right now.
2: Oh, really?
1: Aren't there normally more than that? That seems low. No. Oh. No. Oh. It was the really highest the I've country. ever seen it
2: is 10. Because huh. there's a website called how many people
0: are in space right now, dot com, mm-hmm. And
2: it tells you, and I enjoy it.
0: <laughs> this 13 people they... is the most number of people we've ever had in space. March 14th, 1995. Seven of hey, which were we... American.
1: Were they all on the ISS or what?
0: Seven of them were American that were on the STS-67 Endeavor. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Okay, so I lied. More than seven of them were... What is the highest number of humans in space in one time? Uh, I don't know. There might have been more than seven
1: that were... All
0: right, well, that's the end of my segment since I was just ranting that whole fucking time
1: anyway. Is that the end of the episode, then? Yeah. I think so. Wonderful. Bye! Bye. Thanks
0: for listening. Bye. Yeah. We love you. Bye, Thank you for listening to Three Point Perspective. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 3pppodcast. Our website is 3pppodcast.com. And you can email us at threepointperspectivepod at gmail.com. Our theme music is We'll Never Sleep by Ryan Anderson and cover art and editing are done by Allie. Bye.